Welcome to the Bifocal Podcast with John White and Jason Himmelstein, where we talk about business intelligence and the Microsoft stack with news, interviews, and expert opinions from around the space. This is episode 57, recorded on July 23rd, 2018, where John and Jason recap the announcements at the 2018 Business Application Summit in Seattle, Washington. Good afternoon, Jason. Good afternoon, John. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm a little tired. It's uh, it's already been a week here today at uh, Business Application Summit. <laughs> <laughs> That's spectacular. It's uh, It's been quite a day here at the castle in Rackspace land. Uh, I got home on Friday mm-hmm. and uh, spent the weekend heads down in family time. That's a good call. You, you spent like a whole week at Perspire last week. I did. It was uh, <laughs> it was it was rather moist, yeah. uh, as Steve Martin likes to you know, say. It was definitely uh, sticky, but it was uh, it was a really good week getting to interact with all the Microsoft folks between Ready and Inspire, getting to see a bunch of community awesome people. So I got home and just dove right into it with the family and spent all my weekend time with uh, with my wife and my son who's still home. The other son is still off at camp. And I have customers in Castle this week, so I am doing all sorts of great stuff here, deep diving into cool stuff with them. But you, sir. Yeah, well, I, first of all, I did just to, just to piggyback on that, I realized just before I left for this trip, and I'm, yeah, I'm in the, the App Summit, but uh, I did laundry, you know, about a week and a half, maybe two weeks of laundry just before I left because you want to have clean clothes when you go away. Yeah. And I went through it all and I realized I didn't have to wash a single pair of socks. I've been barefoot for two weeks, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm, that's awesome. I'm very jealous of that fact because neither of us like shoes. No, and I'm wearing them right now. Uh, so there you are. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, you know, uh, that's more because I like to be able to count to 20 uh, than anything else. Uh <laughs> So, uh, but you, sir, you're on a trip. You are, where are you? Business Application Summit here in Seattle, where all the cool Power BI news is happening. Sorry, Chase, I wish you could. I wish I could too. But, you know, somebody's got to be back doing other stuff. So, but you know what? I want to hear all about it because I've been locked in a room all day, John, (laughs) doing awesome stuff with customers. But I have not gotten to look at Twitter. I haven't gotten to look at any of the announcements. I noticed last night that there was a new desktop drop that came out. Yep. But that's all I know, yep. man. So tell me, what the heck is going on? Well, I don't think we have time today to cover the desktop drop in, in whole. We're going to touch on a, just a couple of pieces of it. But I think we're going to save that for our next show because we want to dive into that in a little more depth because it's a big one. Yeah, this one this one's pretty huge. And yeah. I think because we didn't do a drop of the show last yeah. week, we may get a second drop this yeah. week. So hold on to your horses for that. It'll definitely be coming. Exactly. But. So you know, it's, it's been slow news for the past month, and that's changing right now. We're also you know, lining up a bunch of people to talk to, so we should have some pretty decent interviews for the next little while, too. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, I, went to, uh, I went to the keynote, the big keynote James Phillips did. And I got to tell you, James Phillips should do all keynotes. I, it, it, he's really good at it. He acts as a full-on MC, kind of brings everything back. It was really high level, as you might expect out of a keynote. But uh, it was well-constructed. Not a ton from a Power BI standpoint, but more the whole, as you might expect, the Dynamics ecosystem or the, the, power, e- the power ecosystem, as you will. So, because you know, uh, Philips owns all of you know, Power Apps, Flow, Power BI, and all of Dynamics 365. And it's kind of interesting. We've, we've heard a lot about uh, digital transformation for the last couple of years, right, without necessarily knowing what it meant. Yes. He was kind of poo-pooing the term a little bit, and 
started touting this new term called the digital feedback loop. Oh. Yeah, it's a new one. <laughs> Another thing. Meet, and meet, just, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. I don't know. I, I'm a sound guy, and I was a musician. Feedback loops are not good things, generally. <laughs> that doesn't... That doesn't feel right. Uh, to summarize, and I'm, I'm not going to do it justice. It's, it's it's a pretty interesting concept, but at the, the the its big point is at the heart of absolutely everything is data, which of course is something we've known about for a little while, and that's kind of the subtext of everything, and so everything that Microsoft's doing. Everything's all about AI. They're taking advantage of that great big pool of data that they've got stored in the cloud now to do some interesting things, and that's. James was making some pretty pretty big pronouncements. One of the uh, one of the things he said, that kind of uh, because I've been in the industry this long, uh, that kind of struck home with me. Is if you remember, you know, back in say nineteen seventy eight, you had CRM systems of the day, right? They just had green screens and they were connecting to you know whatever <laughs> mainframe systems, and then we had. You know, in the 90s, we had client-server computing, and you know, even today with the traditional CRMs, they're doing the same thing. Nothing has changed, right? We've got it's forums over data, forums over data, forums over data. They're just prettier with different technologies, easier ways to reach out. And he's basically making the claim that we're really on a cusp of doing something truly new by being able to leverage some of this machine learning stuff, leverage all of the collected data that we have to be able to start predicting things and try you know, make people's jobs a little easier. We'll see if that's for real, how much of that's hype and not, but I do like the, uh, I like the sentiment, that's for sure. Pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't, I just don't like the terminology. Oh that's yeah, all. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, yeah. It's another one. Uh, digital transformation to me, it was just e-business from 1990, <laughs> 95, I guess to be fair. But uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so uh, there was an awful lot of uh, CRM, they spend a fair bit of time on a new product, new dynamics product called Talent, and it's all about um, hiring and uh, you know basically talent acquisition. And it, it was interesting to uh, them to talk about they're competing for talent out there in the market space. You know, when you're out looking for a job, you don't feel like they're competing for you. You, you feel like you're competing for a job. Uh, um, hang on, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, just out of curiosity. Does James Phillips own the LinkedIn integration side of things as well? He doesn't own LinkedIn, but LinkedIn is very much a part of this. So uh, LinkedIn, okay. uh, yeah. So LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn Reporter was the other part of this thing. So it's all going to be I- I- integrated in. I don't. You know, my eyes start to glaze over when you start talking about HRE stuff. And mm-hmm. but uh, but there were there was a fair bit of time um, spent on it. So they did, of course, the the uh, requisite uh, Hololens demo, right? With uh, with remote assist. <laughs> In this time, using, of course, some CRM data. And as they were doing it, they were going through the, uh, the someone on the front line comes into a situation that they don't necessarily know how to handle. They're able to pull up some experts very quickly, establish a connection with the expert. The expert can see what they're seeing through the HoloLens, which is really cool. I love that idea. And, you know, walking them, stepping them through some uh, some steps, to which I, of course, had to tweet out that somebody's really got to do a mock video of doing this with some frustrating IT support person <laughs> the HoloLens. I no, just no, no. can't get my coffee cup holder to reinsert. That's right. Like, I'm sorry. The, the HoloLens demo is cool, but it's getting a little long. And it is. It's getting a little boring. What have you done for me yeah, lately, know, HoloLens know, guys? Come on. I know. Well, this is CRM integrating with the HoloLens. So there you have it. And of course, uh, so so that was that's you know, basically the, the 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 keynote as a whole. You know, Power BI had its little little part in it, as did Power Apps and Flow. But then I uh, the next uh, next session I went to was was the killer of the show for me so far. Anyway, it was uh, Arun and uh, Amir Nets. 
Uh, Rune runs the uh, Power BI division. Amir is uh, is a technical fellow who's the CTO, basically, for uh, all, mm-hmm. all of the BI assets at Microsoft. And they walked through, you know, their their future of what the future of modern BI is, essentially. And uh, he, he picked out, he basically picked out uh, three main themes, three focus areas that they were going to drill into for the next while. And by the way, all of the demos they showed, he made the commitment where they were going to have that in service within three months, which I thought wow. was pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, every single demo. Some of the things they talked about, they said might might take a little longer, but uh, but that was the commitment. So, but uh, one of the big areas they want to focus on is that they they refer to it as the unified platform for both self service and enterprise BI. Hmm. So bringing in that, at the end of the day, that's bringing some more enterprise capabilities to the Power BI service. From the way I'd want to translate that, although it's got yeah. quite a few of them uh, now, intuitive experiences, which all translate that to fit and finish. Okay. Some real serious UI improvements and some things that probably you know we would have liked to have seen there for a while are finally coming. And then, of course, pervasive artificial intelligence for business intelligence. I was just going to ask you about AI and ML, if it played into the keynote or into Amir and Arun's uh, sessions at all, because you know that seems to be a really, really big piece of all the other areas we've been seeing lately. And we know that Power BI leverages a lot of that, but are they focusing in on that was going to be my question. It sounds like if that was one of the three main focus areas, yeah. that's encouraging. Now, in terms of actual feature set that we saw on stage, it was it was certainly the smaller brother of the other two, but uh, but that's fine. And well, why don't we start with that then, because we're talking about it. I was going to leave that to last, but basically <laughs> <laughs> you could distill it down right now to some serious improvements to uh, the Quick Insights feature. Q&A being brought across now q a is, is being brought down to the report level not just the dashboard level which is pretty cool nice yeah there's also and this kind of bleeds into ui but there's this new concept of a power bi home page that's going to be introduced and a power bi home page will allow you to bring together multiple dashboards and you'll be able to search across multiple dashboards and do q a across multiple dashboards right it's just it's just a better way of, or a different way i suppose of 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 organizing things but the real kicker right. it's the combination of the quick insights feature with the q and a feature so you can ask the question of your data get the answer say why and it'll start to distill it down so why did this number change uh, between june and july and it'll try and figure that out for you and present you some options Interesting. it's cool it looks like it's pretty solid I mean, we've always made the point before of, you know, the quick insights feature is, is nice, but chances are you know your data as well as the model does, right? And that yes, may still be there was the nothing more you could do. It just showed you a couple, 10 options yeah. of things that you already knew. Yeah, but then again, of course, we're looking at that from a, from a designer standpoint and a consumer standpoint. So if you're just a mm-hmm. consumer, maybe, you know, this has got some, a fair bit more value too. So, but. so I want to go back to the homepage concept, mm-hmm. John. Is that a PowerBI.com thing? Yes, it is. Is that it's a service? So that, that's another portal addition yep. into PowerBI.com. I'm curious where that will get surfaced. At what will that be? A free, a pro, it's or free. a it'll be free premium. Basically, if you look right now, you've got a favorites area. Mm-hmm. It's that. But being able to search across it yeah. is the part that's interesting yeah. to me. I want to be able to search across things that I've are shared with me as well. Yeah. So you know that'll be it'll be very interesting to see where the where, where the lines. So you'd pin there. them to your home page, and then anything that's pinned to your home is searchable from the home. That's the idea. Interesting. That's the idea. So it aggregates that into a single model. 
No, I for, think it's like QA? It, it would use the Q and A style feature. It would go across them. Basically, I, I what I I don't know how it works, but I would imagine it's you know submitting the queries to the different data models along the way. It just it okay, is aware so, of everything it's attached to. Gotcha. It, so it's not integrating the data models in the home. I don't. That was so. the way I heard yeah. it at first. There. Yeah. No. Good. Okay. Well. Yeah, dispel, dispelling misnomers. That's a good thing for a show. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, but if we, if we cycle back, start talking about the enterprise, the first thing that we, we saw, Amir brought out Christian Wade, who's someone I hope to interview tonight, actually, which would be pretty, he kind of, he owns uh, a lot of the model features, uh, incremental refresh, that's his. Yeah. But uh, he was talking about some performance enhancements they're making to the core of the service. And he brought up a data model. It was direct qu query connected to a Spark backend. And it was, it was it was querying on one and a half trillion rows of data in the service, and it was lightning fast. And we're talking about, you kept making the, the, the point that, that this one, one, uh, one trillion rows of data represented a quarter of a petabyte of data that we're instantly querying on. And they're doing it through a, what I and this was I don't know how much of that spark and I want to get to the bottom of that, but mm -hmm. um, the big feature they were showing essentially is this aggregations feature, and the service is intelligently caching your aggregations now instead of running queries all of the time against the full data model. So when you drill down, you might have to experience a pause, but if you're using all the main visuals on a page, you're not having to be super granular with your queries. The service is handling all that. And to demonstrate that, they drilled down to a specific case from this data of one person and where they traveled on a specific day, which is too granular for the aggregation feature. Uh, and it took about 40 seconds to query it and it came back up on a map. But we're still querying across a quarter petabyte of data to get that stuff. So there's some pretty interesting um, performance improvements coming and not a moment too soon, in my opinion. <laughs> That's impressive. I'd like, yeah. I'd like to know how much of that is Spark and how much of that yeah, isn't. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to find um, that out um, because yeah. I, 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 I obviously have some a vested interest in finding out uh, the answer to these <laughs> performance questions. But uh, one of the other things about this model they were using is one of the data sources was Spark, and then they had some other data that they were directly queried to, which is something you've never been able to do before. If you had a direct connection in a Power BI report, you could only have that one direct connection, and that was it. And mm -hmm. that is a feature. And, and beyond that, you can actually now have direct query connections and imported data connections in the same data model. That's using a feature called composite models. And that, my dear friend, is in the version of desktop that dropped today. Yeah, that was the thing I was reading last night. Uh, you know, that looks really hot. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to play with it. I haven't actually updated any of my machines yet. I saw it late last night, so I'm gonna be very interested to see how that goes side by side. I may even have it. I just haven't checked. <laughs> <laughs> a little busy. My flight was a little late last night, so didn't yeah, get a lot. We'll of dig into that more on the next show. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll have some time to play with it between now and then, hopefully. Yeah, and uh, you know get get into that as well. So yeah, and so uh, and there's some other things around um, you know enterprise BI, and they were talking about they're asking they're having people ask for pixel perfect reports that can be mailed out to people, a tight expression language, and that you know, basically that sounds an awful lot like SSRS. And, SSRS. And they, they were yeah they um, and they were talking a fair. Now we knew about that. We've talked about that here on the show. But one thing they did say is August. Oh, really? Yeah, which is earlier than I expected. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, they've had the docs out suggesting it for a little while. Yeah. And I, there, there was uh, an announcement that Arun made 
know, that we haven't talked about on the show, celebrating a, you know, uh, an anniversary mm-hmm. of the service and things like that. Two years old today, or tomorrow, I think. Yeah, where they talked about that being a thing, but they didn't point anywhere that you could actually go do it, yeah. even though they showed it in the blog post. Yeah. So I, I knew it had to be coming very, very soon. I'm glad that it's coming in August, because August is officially only like eight days away. Yeah. So that's awesome stuff. <laughs> oh, they didn't say the first of August. <laughs> well, you know, uh, that's sort of like Amazon telling me about the new Jack Ryan series since last October. It, you know, they showed me all the trailer, and then at the end they said coming next year, and then come January, coming in August, and it's actually August thirty first. Yeah, yeah, buggers. Yep. Yep. Yeah, can't can't keep their service up during Prime Day, and you know they're <laughs> wait, making me wait for Jack Ryan until the end of August. I, I'm not happy with Amazon, but there that's, you go. I, I, I'm off my soapbox about that. Hopefully, you know, Power BI has done a good job of putting things out on the earlier side of the months. Yep. Even though we're getting desktop a little bit later this month, as we discussed, we thought that had to do with uh, with Business Application Summit. Yep. It did. And being tied to that. So I wonder if they have another rev that's going to be falling short on the heels. I kind of think by sticking it toward the end of July, they're buying themselves a month. And there's a lot of people off on holiday in the summer at Microsoft. So we may not see anything till September, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Well, you know, we got, a, we got Ignite. Oh, speaking of Ignite, John, uh-huh. did you get a session for Ignite? I didn't get a session. No, what did you get? We got the podcast. We'll be doing the podcast live from Ignite. And we also got a meetup. Ah. So we're hosting a meetup uh, for BI, essentially, at, at Ignite. So um, I don't have any more details on it than that, though. They were uh, uh, they need to send a follow-up on it. But uh, yeah, that's what uh, I know I'm doing those two very things. Cool. Very cool. And you've got a session. I do as well. you got a community session, right? Uh, I have a theater, theater session. session. Yeah. And uh, I, I did have some conversations last week when I was at Ready and Inspire, now that we have passes. Uh-huh. It's entirely possible that we'll end up talking about some BI stuff oh, from the SharePoint perspective. You never know. We'll see what they end up doing. But I, I offered up your services uh, to be able to do that. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, Why you're welcome, sir. <laughs> anyway, back to back to the news. Yeah. Um. So so some yeah, of that. By the way, that would be where if we had sponsors that we would have inserted. A that's, sponsor right, that's right. That's anyway. right. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so some more on the uh, on, on the on the enterprise front, multi geo capabilities are coming to the service as well. So you're going to be able to put your data where you need to put it, and that's obviously a big issue if you're in Germany. That is really huge. Yep. Application lifecycle management. They're investing uh, in some application lifecycle management features. What's coming? You know, we know about the workspace separation from groups, etc., and that actually helps in that front. But there's this new tool that they talked about. Uh, that they've worked on with Mac software, MAQ software, you know, the ones that do all the really cool visualizations. Yeah, you'd think they would have just bought them by now, but yeah. Yeah, you would. Well, they've come out with a product, or they're coming out with a product at the very least called the ALM Toolkit for Power BI. And that's going to let you do differences on models with queries and actual DAX differences and decide which one's correct, et cetera, in a Visual Studio-like interface. Yeah, It looks cool. That's fantastic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I'll I'll be putting, uh, I'm going to be putting it in front of my guys as soon as possible. I'll tell you that. Hopefully the Mac folks have an MVP offer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes. No kidding. And then finally, you know, the common data service for analytics, common data service for apps doesn't exist anymore. Huh? It's called data flows. It's data flows. Well, at least we don't have two confusing acronyms to talk about. No, but now we have flows and flow and data flows. That's that's wonderful. Yeah, I know. So anyway, data flows are, are what the, that, that's what we've talked about it, so I don't think we need to go into it a, a whole lot more. 
But one of the things uh, Amir was pointing out that uh, made a bit of a light bulb come on for me is one of the really cool features of these data flows is that they use Azure Data Lake storage at the back end, and it's open, and you can connect to that storage with other things. So this is just a, this is a good way to curate your data using these Power Query tools and Power BI in general, not just for for Power BI models anymore. And then, well, of course, I mean, Power BI uh, models connect at directly. At least it to has it. nothing to do with with workflow. That's a it that's has at least nothing to do with thing. workflows. So, of course, we're going to use the word flow. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's okay. Uh, a data tributary would have been nice or something. You know, <laughs> I thought uh, data pools was they, pretty good. I, I think I, I like think, pools. I think they made data it sound. Dis- they thought they made it sound diminutive or something like that. Hey, at least they listened, and they yep. were no longer dealing that's, with CDSA that's right. and CDSA. That's right. that's so. Right. All, all those shows that we did uh, harping on We're that, I guess fun. somebody was listening. Yeah. So we'll move on. Um, usability was the next theme, and they brought uh, Will Thompson on stage to uh, cover off some of that stuff. Uh, someone else I hope would uh, get an interview with while we're here. And uh, he showed an awful lot, and it's really you know too much to just to just walk through in detail, but an awful lot of fit and finish features in Power BI Desktop. And Will said you know they took inspiration from the Office folks, and in sp- specifically the PowerPoint folks from a design standpoint. So you're going to see things like design guides in uh, the Power BI report. Power BI Desktop is the right term. I want to call it Power <laughs> BI Designer. I so badly want to do that. If they're getting rid of some of the really annoying things of it, like you can't take a title and put it right at the top of the page because you've got those icons yeah. in the way, they're going to let those icons float. They're going to let you choose which icons on a per-visual basis appear. You can turn them off and on um, as you wish. And there's wow. a yeah, and there's a new relationship editor coming to the desktop as well, which is going to now let you. If you get a lot of tables in a in a model, it gets a little bit unwieldy. So you're now going to be mm-hmm. able to group them into effectively folders or tabs. And yeah, exactly. And you're going to That's be able fantastic. to yeah to to be able to scale it, you zoom in and zoom out because you can't do that in the relationship editor t- uh, today. As well, you'll be able to do things in the designer like uh, group. Uh, multiple uh, measures together and apply properties that are in common amongst those you know, measures or dimensions, etc. You'll be able to put them into groups very, very easily. Uh, you'll be able to point at data in your report and right-click on the data point and say, filter this out, and it will just automatically create a new filter for you that way. Next thing you're going to tell me is that they finally decided to go with some sort of folder or grouping for at, for reports. No. <laughs> no, still not. That would be still, a service uh, thing. <laughs> and I, yeah, I well. didn't see. I think they consider app workspaces to be that. But then I think we need a way to group app workspaces. But that's another story. Because <laughs> I have a all right, all right. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like Microsoft, right? For um, they they probably have like fifty thousand other things. So you know that that that's a problem that still needs to be solved. So that that wasn't addressed there. But uh, yeah, and one that you made the room erupt in in applause was. Wouldn't it be nice to be able to print a PBI, uh, Power BI report? Now you can. And now it's full. Oh, wow. you, cre- uh, you can export to PDF. So you'll be able to hit the, the PDF button and you get a very, very nice PDF, well-formatted report, exactly the way you want it. The other thing, and this was a, a coming soon thing, and I, but he did show it on stage, so I, I, I'll, I'll call it a demo. Expression editor within Power BI Desktop. You know, like the expression editor in SSRS? Yeah. So now we can substitute variables in for text values, for example. So when you have the title of a report in a visual, or you could basically have the the value of whatever slice you've sliced on show up in the title 
uh, for you automatically without having to put that kludge in there where you have a text box and then you have a value and then you have another text box beside it and that doesn't work really well. Wow, very cool. Yeah, that's one of the big things about SSRS and why it's so powerful. Some of the other things, I covered off an awful lot of them. I'm whipping through this here. Eh? Out-of-the-box themes. So right now you go to the theme section and you can import a theme. And that's about it. So there's going to be a bunch of uh, themes that come that you can select from the ribbon. Nice. I was I was asking I was asking Will for um, you know I'd really love to have a graphical theme editor. That'd be really cool. And he he just kind of smiled at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! You don't like messing with JSON? Yeah, exactly, exactly. In uh, as well, we're going to get pivot tables proper. I'm, I'm sorry. Say say it one more time. Pivot tables in Power BI. Proper wow. expand collapse Excel style pivot tables shown on stage. That means in the next three months. That's one of the major gaps that people see yes, in Power BI. So I guess Excel got the Power BI visuals. By the way, Power BI custom visuals, not out of the box visuals. I yes. asked that question today too. Our good friend Olaf <laughs> was kind enough to, but they're available today. So Excel got Power BI visuals, custom visuals, and the service got pivot tables. So that's a good thing. Yeah. We're also going to, in the service, be able to do, do commenting right directly from a report. Bring up a comment pane, and it looks and feels like it's you know a Teams chat window or a, a Yammer chat window. I can't. I don't know what the underlying engine is. That's a question I'd, I'd like to get answered. I, I, I really suspect hope it's they its didn't own do something engine. custom. It's not connected to oh. anything else. But I'm gonna find out. I wonder if it's a Teams yeah. construct. I, but I, I kind of doubt it. The way they they want to do everything loosely coupled. So we'll we'll find out. That's everything. That was it. Wow, you went, you you whipped through that, my friend. I'm I'm tired now. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff for me to soak in. I'm gonna have to think more about a lot of these things and go check out uh, some of those demos. Hopefully, that session that Arun and uh, Amir did was recorded. I, I don't I don't know actually. We'll have to find that. Out. It's worth watching. It's really good. Very Amir cool. is 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 phenomenal as usual, but he's you know he's more or less acting as an MC. He's he's just Mr. Enthusiasm at this one. But everybody's everybody's pretty happy to be there. I got to tell you that. Wow, it would be really great if we could get him on our live show at Ignite. We asked. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's the question has been asked. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, let, let's hope that we can pull him through. Yeah, yeah uh, lots of great stuff, man. I think you're going to have a great rest of the week. I can't wait to hear more about you it. You know it. And uh, I think with that, I need to get out of the office. You need to get back to the summit. I do. I need to get back to a session. Yeah. So, all right, buddy. Well, you go have a great one. Uh, have some sushi for me. Will do. I will talk to you again later this week, and I will see you SharePoint Fest Seattle coming up in just a couple weeks. Right where I am now. Exactly. <laughs> all, all right, right man. You take it easy. Take it easy, man. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bifocal Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or via your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Twitter at Bifocal Show. The show notes for this and all of the Bifocal podcasts can be found on the Bifocal.show blog. The music for the Bifocal podcast is Indie Rock by Scott Holmes and is shared under Creative Commons.